Welcome to Limbic Light Podcast Season 3. In this season, we'll be diving deep into the marvels of our subconscious mind, light, sound, brainwave entrainment, and so many other natural ways to help you become clearer, calmer, and more potent in being. I've titled this season, Deep Brain Retrain. I'm Manisha Blunchley, your host, with more than 40 years experience in the natural health field, ready to share with you my very best tips. Let's get on with the show. Hello everyone, today I'll be talking about brain entrainment used for improving academic learning results. And with schools going back and universities going back in Australia, it's around about that time, this might be of interest to some of you who have family members or who are going to study yourselves. In this episode, I'll be looking at some of the problems that are commonly experienced with study, where brain entrainment can help, looking at alpha waves and their relationship to IQ, looking at the longevity of using brainwave entrainment and seeing how long the effects last, and also looking at the effects of brain entrainment on anxiety, releasing and reducing the anxiety to improve academic performance. Okay, let's make a start. Let's have a look at some of the top challenges that are an issue most commonly found with students. First of all, there's a lack of focus and concentration. That's one of the biggest problems. Of course, some people find it hard to manage their time. There's procrastination. And then there's stress and anxiety, particularly feeling overwhelmed by academic pressure. It's so common. I see that a lot with high school students, those who are in their final two years, and deadlines and exams and fear of not meeting expectations. So that's very common, probably one of the biggest issues, stress and anxiety affecting the study performance. There's also retention and recall challenges, which really translates to memory problems the lack of effective study strategies, which is something that I won't be talking about today, but there is a lot of help out there available on developing those strategies to help better study methods. So let's have a look what brain entrainment is actually capable of helping. So amongst all those, I'm going to be quoting a few studies that have been made which have validated the authenticity of this method, brain entrainment method, to be able to help in these areas. So brain entrainment can help with concentration, with focus, with the sharpness of mind, and most importantly, with stress and anxiety. So let's have a little look at alpha brainwaves. I'll just remind people the alpha brainwaves are in the range of 8 to 12, sometimes 13 hertz. 
So it's pretty much the middle of the road. Some people call it the bridge between the faster mind states, brainwaves, and the slower ones. You could almost say that the faster ones are where there's alertness and the mind is very active, whereas the slower ones are where the mind is a little bit switched off and relaxing, going into sleep and deep relaxation mode. So looking at alpha, ranging from 8 to 12 hertz. There's been quite a few studies that have been showing that the alpha brainwave states has a relationship to the person's level of mental alertness or mental sharpness. In 1996, Anukin and Vogel observed 101 healthy males, and they were ranging in the ages from 20 to 45 years. And they discovered those who scored well in IQ had a one hertz faster alpha rhythm than the others who were performing less optimally. And there's also been studies that have showed that the healthy human alpha brainwave production was in the range from 9.3 to 11.1 hertz, which is more or less in the middle of that alpha brainwave state. There was a study in 1990 by Mark Hand that showed that a dominant alpha frequency of 8.5 hertz or lower reflected a state of mental dysfunction. In other words, I spoke about that range from 8 to 12. If people have predominantly alpha brainwaves that are on the lower end of that, they found that they didn't perform so well mentally. Then there were studies done with something that's called the peak alpha frequency. And basically what the peak alpha frequency is a measure with the EEG method, looking at the alpha brain waves. And if you can imagine on an ocean, there's different sized waves. Sometimes there's very small waves. Sometimes there's very high, intense, powerful waves. Well, you can see this also in an EEG reading. So they call it the amplitude. Basically, amplitude means how high or how powerful or how intense the wave is. So we might have alpha waves that are very low in intensity or amplitude, but then again we have some that are very high and very strong. Now they measured the highest amplitude, in other words the biggest alpha waves, and they took this as a measurement and called it the peak alpha frequency. And the reason why they were interested in this is because they found that by looking at what people's peak alpha frequency is, they could determine how well the study brain was working. So what they found was the peak alpha frequency, which was less than 9.5 hertz, was associated with poorer than average academic performance, while alpha peak ranges that were higher than 10 hertz was associated with better than average academic performance. There were several professors of neurophysiology that found that their brightest graduate students had a peak alpha frequency in the range of 10.5 to 10.7, so that was well and truly above 10. And those with peak alpha frequencies above 11 hertz, getting quite high, 
were mentally sharp, but they had a tendency to struggle with anxiety. So we're looking at a really quite narrow area where we get really peak academic performance, around about that 10.5 to 10.7 or even to 11. So let's have a look what brain entrainment can actually do for this peak alpha frequency. Back in 1998, Budinsky and Tung conducted a peak alpha experiment using audiovisual brain entrainment. They chose 14 people and they gave 15 minutes of pulsed light stimulation at the frequency of 14 hertz. So they measured the peak alpha frequency rate in all these 14 people after the end of this short session and they found that there was an increase in all of them. So the pre-stimulation reading was around about 9.8. But what they found, it started to increase continuously to 10.4, 20 minutes after the stimulation, and then it continued moving upwards thereafter. In another experiment, 30 brain entrainment sessions were given and completed in autumn of 1997, and the students' marks from the spring exams afterwards were recorded and compared against a control group. And the audiovisual brain entrainment group showed improvements in the average grade point over the course of the whole year, while the controls showed actually a decrease in their grade points. So that was quite an interesting study that I read demonstrating that the carryover effect, in other words, the continued effect of giving brain entrainment, was sustained over quite a long period of time, at least for four months after the finish of the treatments. Now, I'm just going to give you a few other studies. I find the studies quite interesting because they've been objectively studied with control groups, placebos, and really they don't lie. And that's why I want to go to these studies to show you that, in fact, brain entrainment can be a very effective, helpful method for improving study. So here's another one. Another study in 2009 assessed the connection of using audiovisual brain entrainment for memory and concentration. So there were 78 students selected. They were randomly assigned to one of three groups. Two of them were brain entrainment, one of them using alpha waves, and the second brain entrainment used beta brain waves. And the third group was a control group. So in this study, they used the Mind Alive David Delight system, where in the beta group, they used a dual frequency eye set with a combination of two different beta brain waves and the alpha group received alpha frequencies of roughly 10 hertz. And the participants in the control group received no stimulation. Instead, they read a relaxing prose text from a fantasy journal. And the results clearly showed that the David Delight audiovisual brain entrainment device produced exceptional results for both concentration and memory. Surprisingly, the controls actually performed worse on the post-trial, whereas the brain entrainment groups excelled. And as hypothesized, 
the beta brainwave group produced better results for concentration and the alpha groups produced better results for memory and there were immediate improvements in academic ability following the use of these sessions. Hi there, I just wanted to briefly share some very exciting news with you. I have developed a six-week online course called Deep Brain Retrain, which comes live early next year. This course is designed to help you free yourself from old limiting belief patterns and also to help you unlock your fuller, greater potential. You'll be learning topics like understanding brainwaves, how they connect to certain mind states, how you can actually influence your mind using brain entrainment and identifying and rewriting your own early beliefs, crafting personalized hypnotic scripts. And most importantly, you'll be creating your very own brain entrainment audio tracks using free software, binaural or isotonic beats, mixing primordial sounds, music and messages so that you have a track which resonates specifically with you. You can register your interest in the link below the show notes below this podcast. I'll be offering a substantial discount to the first 10 people who enroll, and I'll let you know when this offer and enrollment becomes live. So if this resonates with you, Just pop your name down in the register your interest link below and I will be in touch. Okay, let's get on with the show. So another thing that experimenters look at to determine how well the brain is working, so how much focus and brain performance there can be, is the cerebral blood flow. And basically all that means is how much blood can get through the blood vessels in the brain. And generally, if we see increased rates, in other words, there's more blood flowing through our brain, we perform better with all sorts of academic concentration and memory tasks. So this is quite important because when we are stressed, what happens is there's a shunting or a closing down or decreasing of the amount of blood flow that goes up to the brain. And instead, it starts to go to the body because the body's preparing for fight and flight. That's in response to all those stress hormones once they get secreted in response to stress. So what they find is that people who are stressed find it very difficult to do academic tasks. They just haven't got the good blood flow happening in their brain. So one of the big tasks in helping people who are struggling with their study endeavors is to relax the person, shut off all those stress hormones so that you can start getting more blood flow going through the brain. I do know that the red light therapy is very highly effective for doing that, as is near-infrared therapy. I'm not actually talking about that today. We're just looking at the brain entrainment effects. So let's have a look. There was another study in Texas that was studying the amount of cerebral blood flow after brain entrainment. And it was found that after just one 15-minute session, 
doing brain entrainment, people were able to increase their cerebral blood flow by 5% all over their entire brain. And now that might not sound much, but that's very significant when you consider the whole blood flow throughout the entire brain just after 15 minutes. So coming back to stress, there was another study in Texas where they found that using audiovisual brain entrainment using the David device, once again from Mind Alive, it was more effective than many other techniques that were used to help reduce worry. There were four groups involved in the study. One of them was a control group. Another one was using a technique where there was worry exposure therapy and another one with expressive writing. And then the fourth one was using audiovisual brain entrainment. The study went for four weeks and involved three sessions per week. They're usually only 20 minutes long. And as the researchers said, there was a rather low compliance rate with all the other groups other than the brain entrainment group. And one of those reasons is it's quite hard to get people motivated to put in the effort to keep up techniques for so long, whereas with the brain entrainment group, there was the highest, quite significantly high compliance. In other words, there was a very few people who dropped out. One of the reasons that happened is because it's such an easy, effortless procedure where you can just sit down or lay down, put the goggles and the headphones on, and hey presto, you're relaxed, and really there's very little to do. So compliance was high in the audiovisual brain entrainment group, and the results showed that worry was reduced most significantly also in the brain entrainment group. So I just wanted to give you those little studies to give you the confidence to know that this technique really can help, and it's something to consider if you are studying or someone in your family might be studying and having a difficult time. So I know with my own experience, I do a lot of study on the computer, often to put these podcasts together to research the data. And sometimes I do get a little bit sleepy and there's the strong urge to lay down and just rest when I really want to keep going. And of course, sometimes it's appropriate to have rest or get up and move around. But just recently I thought, okay, I'm just going to put my beta track on my headset, my headphones, and see what that does for me, if it helps me. So I did that and I was quite nicely surprised I shouldn't be surprised because I've read all the data and I use it a lot for relaxation, but to perk up the mind, it worked so well. I didn't need to lay down. I kept studying. I was very clear and it just gave me that great boost once again. So it's a fantastic method. So you might be asking, how can you apply this in a simple, easy way? Well, my recommendations is many different methods that you can use the brain entrainment. And there's always methods that cost a little bit. And if it works, it's that cost outlaid is always worth it. And that's where all these research studies and testimonials really come in handy because it validates the effectiveness of these techniques. 
So the Mind Alive devices are probably the one that I would recommend most highly for someone who's really got quite serious problems, really wants to speed up their brain function to be able to study and perform better academically and also help reduce the stress. I'm going to leave their website down in the show notes so that you can have a look at that. I have no affiliate linkage to that. It's purely I support their company and their products because I know how well they work. You can actually have a read of the testimonials on their website and you'll see for yourself. So that's the one device that you can invest a little bit of money in. But you can also do free things. And one of the free things is looking on good old YouTube. YouTube has a plethora of different soundtracks. And some of them are for sleep. Some of them are for just resting and relaxation. But you'll find some for study. Now, this is an interesting topic because many of these tracks use binaural beats. And although they are very relaxing, the brain entrainment effect is not always what they purport them to be. I'm actually devoting a whole episode to that topic about binaural beats and their effectiveness and their claims. So listen out for that. That's coming up very soon. But there are some where I would recommend that you see if you can actually hear the pulsing in the background. It's a very slight, faint sound. And it might sound like just more or less like that. It's important that it's not subliminal. In my mind, many people are proponents of subliminal audio tracks. But I think the brain works so much better if it can actually audibly hear what it's being affected by. But anyway, have a bit of an experiment on YouTube and have a look at what's freely available for you for study audios. And of course, the third way that I would recommend is that you've probably heard by now that I'm promoting a course that I'll be launching very soon and it helps you develop your own audio tracks, your own brain entrainment audio tracks and you can actually choose what frequency is appropriate for you and I'll be launching that soon and I do have a link also in the show notes for you if you're interested to be notified about that when it's going to be released as it's coming up and I can let you know okay So that's it for today. I hope you got something out of this and hopefully it's going to benefit you or someone that you know. Okay, take good care and all the best till next time. Bye for now. You've been listening to Manisha Blunchley on Limbic Light Podcasts. If you liked this show, subscribe in the link below in the show notes so that you can be informed every time a new episode is released and also know about my upcoming courses and more. Thanks so much for listening and being here. Bye for now.